And welcome, everybody, to Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fidoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X, at P. Fidoff. This is episode 116 of the Fighting Irish Daily Blitz. This will be the Wake Forest recap. But first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com. For all additional podcast information, if you're an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the Fanstream Sports app and then head over to our Facebook page. Like that page. Additional content out there as well. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. Before I get into the recap, though, Notre Dame made an announcement today. They've been with NBC to televise their home football games since 1991. That contract was set to expire after the 2024 season. We saw this coming. They have decided to stick with NBC to do their home football games through 2029. Here's the actual press release statement that I have here. Notre Dame and NBC have extended their partnership through 2029, according to a joint announcement Saturday. NBC has been the exclusive home of the Fighting Irish since 1991, and the current agreement was set to expire after the 2024 football season. As part of the extension, NBC will keep the rights to Notre Dame football and air one game exclusively on Peacock every year. That happened last year with UNLV, and then this year with Central Michigan. In addition, other notable events such as the Blue Gold Spring Game and Notre Dame Pro Day will also be broadcast on Peacock. Further, there will also be a new documentary series on the Fighting Irish starting in 2024. The details of that, they did not release that. So here, there it is. Again, Notre Dame will stick with NBC through 2029 to televise their home games. You know my opinion on this. I think NBC does a disservice for Notre Dame football. They put amateur talent to do their games. Very inexperienced talent. The preview show or and halftime show are pretty much non-existent geared toward Notre Dame. And I believe their focus is mostly now on the Big Ten since they acquired those rights, especially their nighttime covers, the Big Ten Saturday night coverage, that is. I think that's where their focus is right now and not with Notre Dame. But we'll see. Obviously, probably they paid Notre Dame a lot of money, so that's who they went with. I don't know the details of that. They didn't release the figures, maybe we'll get that in the next week or two. But to reiterate, Notre Dame is going back to NBC through 2029. So to the game, Notre Dame gets back on the winning track. 45-7 to win over Wake Forest. Started out really rough, especially the offense. And I don't, I'm not going to talk too much about this game. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. So I got a, a talking point here, the good, the bad, and the ugly. What was the good today? Uh, from one, we won the game to go to eight and three. Uh, Sam Hartman, it was his uh, game against his former team. He played at Wake Forest for five years, so probably some mixed emotions there. He's been struggling struggling big time, and I attribute that mostly to maybe he wasn't as good as what he was, but I attribute it mostly to our offensive coaching staff, especially Coach Parker, and got off to a rough start, but he had a great game after that. He was 21-29. For 277 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, actually, Steve Angeli, he got a, another touchdown too. He still looks great when he gets into games. I can't say that enough. Aldrich estimated 22 carries, uh, 115 yards. He had a touchdown. And just overall stats here, uh, we had 450 yards to 232 yards for Wake Forest. Defense was pretty much, except for one drive, really, really good. The whole defense has been good pretty much for the most part of this year. But that was pretty much the good for the game. Now, the bad, I don't wanna I don't want to say for these really just one individual, but here's the here's the deal. Today was the last home game 
for uh, outgoing athletic director Jack Swerbrick. He's retiring from his uh, Notre Dame athletic director job. And then President Father Jenkins, he's retiring too. So it's their last game. And this isn't really, I don't know how much Father Jenkins has control of the football team, but this is mostly for Jack Swarbrick. He's done a lot of great things at Notre Dame. Don't get me wrong, but the last couple years, he's really swung and missed at a lot of, uh, at a lot of, uh, let's just say, um, decisions. Let's just put it that way. The biggest one here, like I said, this has been a disappointing season. And I think Sam Hartman has regressed mightily. And I think he's kind of damaged, even though he played a great game today. But had they opened up the checkbook, like I said, they just signed with NBC again. They're going to get a ton of money coming in. Had they uh, opened the checkbook for Andy Ludwig uh, to come over from uh, Utah to be the offensive coordinator, I don't know if we're eight and three today. Maybe we still are. And maybe Sam Hartman has the same stats that he has uh, with Jared Parker. We'll never know. But I would have liked to have known that. Um, at least had a shot. That's what I'm trying to say. And I just think, again, Jack Swarbrick's done a lot of great things for Notre Dame. But it's uh, diminishing returns is what I'm trying to say. And today was just kind of bittersweet to say, hey, you know, maybe if we had a different offensive coordinator, how things would have been differently this year. And uh, Jack Swarbrick, uh, I wish you luck in the future. But it was time to go, and I can't say enough diminishing returns in the last couple years with his leadership. Uh, the ugly, this offense, I know we won today 45-7, to but it is still bad. It is really bad, uh, especially that first quarter. Uh, it just looked, how can you be in the 11th game of the season and just so many miscues with a six-year quarterback? And Jared Parker right now, with his demeanor, and Chip Long kind of had the same demeanor. And I'm not trying to be funny here. It, 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 he really he looks lost. If you look at him, when they put the camera on him, it looks like he's just trying to, you know, just kind of wing it. At times, he looks – Chip Long, I remember – even though I would love to just have Chip Long back now, I was very critical of him for his last year in 2019. But he always just – he kind of looked lost at times too. And he kind of looked constipated at times. And I think Jared Parker is the same way. He just kind of looks like this and then – it's like, is the guy constipated? Does he have to go to the bathroom? What's the deal? He just doesn't look like he's with it right now. And I don't know if that's ever going to be the case. If you lay his resume, is pretty much job hopping every year, every two years. Not because people were seeking him out. It's because he's being let go, whether it's West Virginia, Purdue. He had to find another job because he was let go at these jobs. And I know sometimes it's just not the right fit. But I really don't think it's the right fit at Notre Dame either. And I think it was kind of unfair just to hire him when Swarbrick and Ron Paulus did that because he was not qualified for that. And they put it in him a, a position where he couldn't succeed, at least in my opinion. So that's really the ugly uh, part of this game. Uh, I can't say enough. I'm, I'm happy for Sam Hartman. He really had a solid game today to go out with four touchdowns and zero interceptions. And hopefully he's not too damaged because I think – at best, he'd be a backup in the NFL. But after this year, who knows with his psyche right now, and I keep saying damaged with him, maybe not. Maybe he will be a solid backup quarterback. Who knows? Maybe a starter. I don't think so. But if he is truly damaged and can't make it into the NFL, I mean, the guy, as many young, middle-aged, old women say, they go wild for him. And there could be a future with him modeling, commercials, 
General Hospital. Uh, he could take the, the spot of uh, – I know John Stamos hasn't been on General Hospital in a while, but that type of character, Sam Hartman, you know, could be on a, a, a soap opera because of the good looks. And uh, I don't know if he really has charisma, but for soap operas, you really don't have to know how to act as long as you have the looks. And maybe he can take some acting lessons. But I'll tell you this right now. I bet an acting coach would do more good for him than what coach uh, Jared Parker, the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, has done for him this past year where he has regressed. I would think a acting coach would help him more than the offensive staff at Notre Dame right now. And I know I'm kind of being a smartass about that, but that's the way it's been this whole year with the frustration with this entire offense. Last talking point here, uh, as it, it kind of relates to the Notre Dame football team right now. I'll be a Notre Dame football diehard fan until the day I die. But the way this season's gone in the last couple of years, just with you know some bad coaching moves, just some swing and misses, uh, you name it, just some, and some of it's just been unlucky stuff too. But I'm going to, you know, if you're a really good football coach at Notre Dame, you really succeed in that third year. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say uh, Coach Freeman's going to win a national title in his third year, but for me to be sold on uh, Coach Freeman, he's got to do something tremendous in his third year because all the good ones I believe it I don't know if it was Leahy but I know Holtz in his third year won a title Divine uh Eric Parsegian even Brian Kelly I know he didn't win a national title in his third year but he got to 12 and 0 and they got to the national championship I know they got blitzed by Alabama but still he had a really good third year this third year for coach Marcus Freeman he's got to hit big time he's got to really uh, make a move, or it's it's time to look for from for someone else. In my opinion, despite the highly high recruits we're supposedly getting, I hear that every year. Just wait till next year. Wait till this guy comes in. We can't keep saying that. We have got to live in the moment and make some noise. Is what I'm trying to say. But having said that, uh, I'm more excited. Unless this changes in the third year for the basketball programs right now, the women, even though. This year, I think they're 3-1 and one right now. They had a solid win against Illinois today. Uh, Olivia Miles, she's still injured. I don't know if she's going to come back this year, but they have a great um, – they still have some great guard play. We got some great news today. Sonia Citron, who was hurt in the Northwestern game on Wednesday, it looked like she tore her ACL. They were on NBC today right before the football game. It's called the Sherbrooke uh, Classic. It was in Washington, D.C., uh, it looked like she tore her ACL or just an awful injury to her knee. She's only going to be out two to three weeks, so she'll be back. But I still don't think we have the inside presence to make a Final Four run. But I still think they could be pretty successful this year. But having said that, the men's team this year, 98% of the team from last year, uh, scoring, uh, just contribution in itself is gone. Uh, Mike Gray, even though I have a lot of respect for him, pretty much left the cupboard bare. And a lot of guys just left. Even, even the ones that weren't even really good. So there's really no continuity. So Micah Shrewsbury really had to start from scratch. And they beat Niagara the first game. They lost to Western Carolina. And they ended up getting annihilated by Auburn, to be expected this week. But they had a really solid win against Oklahoma State last night. I know this team's probably going to lose at least 15 to 20 games this year. But, and I know this is kind of cliche, they play their asses off big time. And you can just see from uh, Mike, uh, Coach Shrewsbury's leadership as a coach, this team's going to make some noise in the next two to three years. It's going to take some time, some growing pains, 
But man, I like, first of all, he's an experienced coach. But what I'm trying to get at, I'm more excited about this Notre Dame men's team and even the women's team too, but they're they're more experienced. We've seen success from them in the past with two national titles. Notre Dame has never had a national title in men's basketball, but I am more excited about this team that's going to have a losing record this year than the future for Notre Dame football right now. I still think, yes, we can make some noise, but I got to see it from Coach Freeman's staff in this next year, the third year. But I can't say enough about Coach Shrewsbury and staff. I know it's only been four games right now, and they really got annihilated on, what was it, Thursday night against Auburn. So here's an RPT hot take right now. And I may change my tune when we get into the latter part of the season, February and March. But as of right now, as I look at my calendar, November the 18th, Notre Dame men's team and the Notre Dame women's team have the best male point guard and female point guard in the country right now. Marcus Burton for the men's game and Hannah Hidalgo for the women's game. I repeat, Notre Dame has the best male and female point guards for a freshman point guard that is in the nation right now. Marcus Burton, Hannah Hidalgo, check them out whenever you get a chance. Hannah, she's just relentless. I've always talked about Notre Dame's football uh, defense being relentless this year for most of the season. She never stops. I don't know how she's not. She doesn't even look tired during the game. And Marcus Burton... I know he's only 5'10", 5'11", but take a mixture of Chris Thomas from 2000, 2004, and then Demetrius Jackson. He would have been, what, 2013 to 2016 at Notre Dame. Uh, Mix both of them. And I know he's a little bit smaller at 5'10", 5'11". I always thought he'd probably be a four-year player because of his size and maybe have a shot as a a free agent in the NBA. I'm kind of hoping he's not too good this year because – He's averaging about 20 points a game. Hannah's averaging around 28. Um, Maybe he goes early to the NBA. I don't think this year, but if he continues to progress, maybe he's only a two-year player at Notre Dame. I hope he's a four-year player because uh, this team is really fun to watch. There's going to be some growing pains. We'll probably get get blown out in a couple games, but this team's going to give you effort. Like You've never seen effort. Uh, Mike Bray's team had some effort, but not in the last three or four years. Maybe when they made that somewhat run in the 20 or 22 tournament run when they should have went to the sweet 16, but I can't say enough. I mean, much respect to coach Ivy for the women's team, but as I said earlier, their experience, we expect that from them, but for this Notre Dame men's team, watch out in a couple years. I mean, they play, they play basketball like it should be played great defense, driving to the basket, kicking it out for a three, also having an inside game. Whereas Coach Bray's teams, especially in the later seasons, just relied on that three-point shot. And uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that right there. But just just watch the – and I'll have more on the men's and women's basketball teams. I kind of want the season to progress a little, get about you know five to eight games in before I can make an assessment. And two, I want to see some of these injuries. Uh, players come back, whether Olivia Miles comes back, you know Sonia Citron, and then – I think Kemba Jai for the Notre Dame men's team, he has not played yet either. And here's the thing, too. There's five walk-ons on the Notre Dame's men's team right now. I just realized that this week, five walk-ons. Uh, what else here? I think that's about it. But, um, yeah, oh, one last thing. I was going to do this, a separate podcast this weekend, but I found out last night when I tried to watch this. Here, I, it was a great surprise this week. They released the... Uh, 4K, 30th anniversary of Rudy this week. Uh, but to get the exclusive, like deleted scenes and all the 
uh, other features. You have to have a 4K TV. I have a 4K uh, player, and I th- usually sometimes you can uh, the TV will adjust uh, if it's a 1080 TV, it'll adjust to the 4K. Well, mine didn't, and so I got to get a 4K TV. My TV is getting a little bit old anyway, so it's time to get a new one. It's from 2013, but uh, I'll give a a review of this once I watch all the features because there's a a fair share of features on this uh, 4K uh, audio commentary. Uh, the deleted scenes, which I, I did see one online, but I will be bitching and complaining too, because here's, I'll just give you a sneak preview. Do you see this little flimsy ass cover, like paper cover that just flops off like this, but in the back, it has all the special features. Well, as you put this in your, I don't know, cabinet to put it, it could, it's very easily going to get scrunched up or damaged and just the dipshits that created this just how they have jobs i just do not know but that's a discussion for a different day but this flimsy ass cover uh is pretty much uh not up to not up to par with the art at the rpt levels let's just put it that way so thank you so much for joining me for episode 116 and as always go irish